started and they were trying to be all things to all people, taking any customer they can get. Now as we're retracting, companies really need to be very clear and specific about what value proposition they're creating and what customer they're connecting it with. So instead of being all things to all people, say, we're going to connect to this specific set of customers and probably turn our back on some customers because mm. we can't afford to target all those different customers. So we're going to be very clear and explicit about price or quality or timeliness or whatever that customer segment values at whatever age or gender or wherever they are. Sure. I think, honestly, that's part of what's been troubling GM recently. Right. They tried to be all things to all people in the process with not doing anybody any service. We see some brand new car companies, the Tata Motors Nano that they're selling for $2,000 is clearly a price product. And then we've got Tesla Motors has got the green car, the all electric car. It's fairly expensive, but people are buying it. So very clear value proposition, clear demand. That's what people need to get in touch with right now. But you don't just see that in car companies. No. All right, Rick, I have a question for you. What is what you call the how trap? The how trap is, and it's taken me six years to come to this realization, but it's a completely human condition. It happens to all of us. A simple example that I like to use is if you've got a favorite restaurant or destination, the outcome of driving there is to get to that destination on time. That's what you're doing. But you tend to associate the route you usually take with the destination so much so that when somebody drives a different way, you say, well, why are we going this way? But it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there in the time frame that you're looking for. Same thing happens in the work environment where if you walk up to somebody sending a fax at the fax machine and say, what are you doing? They're probably going to say, I'm sending a fax. And if you follow a traditional line of questioning, if you're doing business requirements, whether it's a process reengineering or technology question, you say, oh, well, I'm not an expert in your business, but is that a necessary step in your process workflow for you to be successful in doing your job? And the person will say yes, usually. So the person will mistakenly write down that the business requirement is sending a fax. Right. Whereas if you say, well, hang on, let's see, what you're actually doing is probably communicating status or confirming an order. How you're doing it today is with a fax machine. And that's a very non-confrontational way to engage the user. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not an expert in their business, you can have that conversation. And you've disentangled the what and the how. Okay. The how, in this case, is a fax machine. So you can now test whether it's relevant, whether you can do email or automate it or some other way to accomplish the outcome of the overall steps that this person is going so through. So focus on the what's and right. rethink the how's. Correct. What is this human impulse behind the how trap that we have to guard ourselves against? There's a lot of discussion in the book about what how verbs look like and what what verbs look like. So anytime you see something like fax or automate or truck or email, any kind of descriptive verbs, this is how I'm doing something. That's how verbs. Mm -hmm. And just because we do things, we're repetitive, we attach them to what the work is. So it's difficult for us to imagine doing it differently, partly because we may be so busy, mm -hmm. we don't think it's worth our time to rethink it. But once you get this what lens on things, everything starts to become a what and things really jump off the page. Well, to you. not only that, but in the majority of cases, there are metrics assigned to the how part of the question that people live and die with. That's right. The turnaround time to get from point A to point B. That's right. How much gas I'm burning at a stoplight, whatever the case might be, when the question shouldn't be so much the how, yeah. it should be the what. Right. So a lot of scorecards are anchored to things like send a fax. So you've got probably not a bad metric attached to the wrong activity. And so it's very fluid and it can Good change. News, I sent out six faxes. Right. <laughs> Whereas the what's we found to be very durable. Right. So for example, the airport check-in, confirm reservation, conduct survey, and perform logistics happens in all three of the scenarios where you still go to the gate to talk to the airline employee, use the kiosk or over the web. All three of those things are still happening, but all of the hows are variable. So we, you have to measure each of them separately because each of them is doing something slightly different. And that helps to inform when you say, okay, there's a problem or an opportunity with how people are checking in for flights. Which of these three should we change or do we need to add a fourth or what have you? 
it pervades your thinking once you make the separation between what and how, and that's all you see. Exactly. Can you give an example from today's headlines about a company that perhaps got stuck in the how trap? It's tempting to look at some of the financial services organizations. There are a lot of problems there. What strikes me as ironic is it's a math industry. Measuring risk is what those organizations do. And so for them to get into this much trouble in an industry, you have to be good at math. Right. There's some other behaviors there that are beyond the math. Absolutely. In the case of the auto manufacturers, mm -hmm. there's a level of complacency that they got to where they carved out some of their innovation budget and didn't realize that innovation was a necessary step along the way. They had to take some additional risk in how they make their profits. They were cutting the wrong things out to get to those profits, and then they basically have just run out of space to respond. And they've got these products that are fairly stale, that don't have explicit value proposition to customers, whether it's quality or price or being eco-friendly. And now they're stuck. And the amount of time and energy it's going to take to retool and say, well, are we going to be like Tata Motors, Nano?